Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to Achtung Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Set no Hello dear listeners, welcome to Achtung Millwall World Cup edition, special series of editions over the course of the World Cup featuring guests that catch my fancy during the course of the next four or five weeks, wherever long the, the thing lasts. Joining us tonight is a very welcome guest, it's Aidan Brownlee of our Pundit Games. How are you Aidan? How are you doing mate? Hi Nick, yeah thanks for having us. Uh, very well thanks, great game today with England, so on a bit of a high really, it's good. Yeah, um, it was a strange old game, I thought. Um, I thought for the first half an hour, well, we we were looking... I don't know, the game was just starting to get towards the stodgy point where you wonder when the goals would come. But when they did start to flow, we, we looked pretty good. Um, I mean, each of, the, each of the chances were well taken, I thought. We started to flow quite, quite nicely once the first goal went in, mate. Yeah, I mean, Iran, I've never seen a team... In a World Cup, they sit so deep. They were so like they were literally the center. The center forward was practically going <laughs> out, and that's the game where you think they'll get a corner and they'll they'll they'll, they'll do something here. Um, certainly after you know when Maguire got pulled down, uh, you did sort of think worry for the worst. But I mean, Jude Bellingham, some player, isn't he? I think, like, for my opinion, like I've rarely seen him play, and I think a lot of England haven't. And then to see him like that was just unbelievable. No, fantastic. I mean, each each of the goals I'd say were, were great chances, well taken chances. Bellingham obviously opened it up on thirty five. I've got to say, I mean, let's let's have a bit of open disclosure here, Aiden. You're a Newcastle fan, richest club in the world, mate. So you will be well versed in the wiles of VAR, which we still, fortunately in yeah. the championship don't get to see other than um certain games i suppose on, on you know tv games i mean i don't know what the point of var is if it's, if that wasn't a penalty inside three or four minutes with maguire's being rugby league tackled what's the point of it if it don't give those decisions i don't get it no no it's i mean i've been been at newcastle i think it was bournemouth earlier on in the season i was there and newcastle got a, a penalty and no one in the ground even thought it was and it was dead weird and it, you know it takes time <laughs> Well, the thing that winds me up is like literally the one below, like the championship doesn't have it, you, no. you know, and and it it's that discontinue of people playing on a Sunday morning. It's a different sport now, you know. It's completely different, and I think one thing that if if football's going to continue this path, it's going to lose more and more of its charm, um, more and more access, accessibility for the vast majority of the population, rather than just 
the top 1% of unbelievable players? Well, this is a question I was, I was thinking to ask you because, um, I mean, listeners will need to know, I mean, Aidan's from Pundit Games, so we got to talk about a week or two ago when we set up this arrangement to help promote Pundit Games. Um, and I wanted to ask you because for me, um, as a Millwall fan, I mean, we've we've played in the, not that long ago. We were Newcastle were a team that we would have played in on the level, so to speak. You know, not a million miles apart. I know that you know, obviously Newcastle with a history and a, representing a city and so on. But you know, this is there still a sense? How how do you see it going? A sense of connection as a Millwall fan. Um, I feel connected to my club. You know, the players are. Um, they, they feel part of who we are. Um, the influx of money at Newcastle, and I'm sure there's there's a there's a fantastic side to that. Um, and sitting third in the Premier League at the moment, that's the most obvious part of that. Do you still feel the connection to the maiden, or is, how do you see that going, mate? Because that's a that's a club built on that, isn't it? Yeah, it's a tough question because if you think about what you've what you've asked me is something that happened a year ago when. The majority of Newcastle fans have just come out of a life sentence under Ashley, where there was that even even more of a disconnect between the fans and the yeah. And yeah. now, you know, I think it, I think it's, it's only going to go one direction. But I think from where from where the club was under Ashley and, and that disconnect there, there will be a bigger disconnect as you get bigger names in and all this sort of everything becomes a lot more corporate. They've just signed a deal with Saudi Airlines, for instance. Yeah, you know, it's, it's going down one track where. But but I think a lot of Newcastle fans will feel it as though we've had this, you know, in terms of connection, we've had that before. You know, the ground will change its name. It will it won't be St James's Park much longer. No, uh, and they've seen it before, and I think it, it's a strange one because you, you you can sort of say, yeah, you, you've lost that, but you've not won a league since 1955, or whatever it is. So it, it's nice to do that as well. <laughs> well, this is the price of authenticity. I mean, I'm speaking as a Millwall fan, obviously. Um, we, we have this debate. Uh, no one's no one's coming in with big money for Millwall. So this this is all hypothetical from our point of view. But, you know, the, obviously the aim is to get promoted to the Premier League where you join a, a, a global um, a global operation. I mean, it's, it's Newcastle now are going to be a team, a club, that, that sits at the top table because they have the resources with Saudi Arabia behind them. Um, do, you know, do we want to do we want to lose who we are effectively and become something else? I, the price of not of, of not joining that top table is you don't win nothing. I mean, we, <laughs> Newcastle's last last honours were um, a long while ago, weren't they? I mean, the Fairs Cup, I think, would be the last time. So it's you go around in circles on it, mate. Um, I, I don't have an answer to, to that question. And uh, would, would it not be nice to go to Chelsea and West Ham every year, twice? Oh, but, <laughs> for one for one season, I think that's all before we got either thrown out of the league or relegated, whichever came first for us. But it would be fun. That's that's for sure. Um, anyway, back to the back to World Cup. I wanted to ask that question, listeners, yeah. because um, it, it occurred to me when I was speaking to. I hope I'll give you a good. Like it's a very it's very murky and it's all very new uh, still. And you know we've lost one game this season, and it's to to say that from from you know like coming out with fifteen years under Ashley is is something that's you know unheard. Like you couldn't find <laughs> it's just it's too early, I think, Nick, to give you a a more formative answer. Yeah, no, I I, I mean I, I I can get that. Um, I, I suppose you've got to enjoy it whilst the ride is there, Aiden, and uh, you know um, we'll we'll see how it how it goes. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, the World Cup is... is a, I was thinking today, I mean, and Newcastle comes into it in a sense, and it's the, the, the amount of expectation and weight that's heaped on our players, there's this hoo-ha today about the wearing the armband before the, the start of, of, of the game, and, you know, there's the whole... Um, human rights issues of playing it in Qatar. Um, I won't even touch on on the Saudi Arabian side of it. Mm. Um, there's so much. I mean, from a football point of view, there are so many expectations and so much weight heaped upon players' shoulders. It's actually quite nice to see an enjoyable, good game of football today because that's actually what we what we're all here for, really. And the politics is, you know, some people's world revolves around politics, and you can't. You can't avoid it, but blimey, it's nice to get away from it for 90 minutes at least, Aidan, don't you think? Yeah, and I think, weirdly, I don't want to speak prematurely, but Southie has got a bit, a bit of a knocking competition, I mean, because they had no, you know, they're talking about there was no form coming in, and it, it was it was such a refreshing performance, and, and the way mm. it went about it, there was, I think, everyone but the 11 English players on the field felt nervous about how deep someone started and, you know, everyone's like, well, we're not going to break these down. We haven't, we couldn't do anything for the past two years, never mind. So how, how are we going to break this Iranian team down with, with 11 behind the ball? Um, but no one seemed, no one seemed worried. I think. <laughs> I no, that. no, it was refreshing, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I hate to say that I think, you know, you won't like hearing this, but I think Rice had a good game letting <laughs> run things I think was was nice and they, they work really well together and that midfield is pretty scary um, I'd like to see Madison instead of Mount though I think you'll be happy to hear that yeah yeah I, 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 I agree with that I mean I, I thought going forwards across once the goals were started to flow uh, once once we started getting the goals I thought we looked really good uh, as a Millwall fan we can't enjoy any big moment in our lives without looking for the misery angle I yeah. do wonder whether because um, in the second half um, I mean, we carried on scoring, but Iran started to press forwards with nothing to lose a little bit. I just wonder, Aidan, whether we look a little bit defensively fragile. I mean, I, I think Maguire's great at set pieces and will continue to cause problems for, for sides. But defensively, we just look a little bit iffy. But then again, I mean, each of the games I've watched so far, uh, this tournament, we've seen uh, the, the four of them. Now, when USA and Wales are playing as we speak. No one's really looked outstanding defensively. They all look a bit fragile. So maybe that's just the modern yeah. way of football. I, th I think the, I mean, I was just watching Holland and they had Van Dijk, De Ligt and yeah. Aki. But, and they yeah. looked nervy. They looked nervy. I, th I think what was refreshing is about the past two years, it felt like Southgate was, you know, trying to compensate for whether it be Maguire's lack, lack of pace or some other things of like not really trusting the fullbacks as such. So yeah. he's been quite defensive in his midfield um, sort of output. But I think today, you know, to set out that 4-3-3 was a definite statement of saying, you know what, we're going to go for this now. Um, and it felt like he, he'd opened up a lot of more, you know what, we, we might concede, but we're going to score more goals than these today. Um, which is a Newcastle fan thinking back to the, <laughs> like the end of the day, you know, we'll, we'll score. The heyday, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't mind that. And I think if you're going to go to a tournament, you're going to have to go for it because you will get found out by some great uh, great teams, won't you? So, it's good. Yeah. No, no, more power. I mean, he's, he's had some kind of... Um, I don't know, he was booed off the uh, off the Molyneux pitch when England got beat 4-0 in one of the prelim yeah. games. And uh, maybe he's had some kind of road to Damascus, road to uh, road to, <laughs> to Qatar conversion yeah. because it's, it's great to see... You know, it's, these are great players. Um, watching England this afternoon, I thought 
wow, we did, going forwards, we look like contenders for this. I mean, we've yet to see what the Brazilians look like, Aiden. We, we don't mm. know what the French, how they're going to shape up, the Argentines and so on. They, they seem to be the, uh, the the big names. I'm just looking at Ladbrokes, uh, Brazil, by some distance, yeah. favourites to win it. Argentines yeah. as well, no. Yeah, um, and then England and France and Spain, you know, all the usual the usual suspects, I suppose, in, in that sense. But um, it's just nice to be to be watching that kind of football and be, to be thought of as contenders. I mean, it's it's it's. But I can I can get some sense of what it's like to be a Newcastle fan. You know, it's <laughs> it's like a white is opening up. In front of us. I mean, that is still new to me, but like I, I think it's well, <laughs> well worth thinking about the group as well because the group. Has so many, you know, political connotations with it. We've got the derby with Wales. You yeah. know, I think America is, is more like it really hurt to lose to them, like really hurt. And then obviously, with you know, when America play Iran, there's far far too many political connotations with that than there should be within the within the game itself. So, it I think the the game itself, the the, the group itself is far more sticky, sort of in paper and and sort of within the eco climate of football than it, than it really is to the 11 lads on the field which which is really refreshing for them i guess yeah it's going to be interesting to see i mean as we're speaking it's not not usa and wales it's just 12 minutes in on my uh, green here so it's going to be interesting to see how um the usa look i do wonder you know everyone's always looking for the dark horse of the tournament Did um, Centre forward, who was for Wales? Was it Morrison? Morrison was, yeah. Well, he's a Millwall kind of um, legendary figure because he was, um, he, he was, uh, I think he's fourth in our, our list of high scorers, and he was somehow via Stevenage and, and relations he qualified for Wales. So um, he's a Welsh Welsh centre forward. I don't know that he was terribly uh, successful up front for Wales. Um, he, he, uh, with, with Mill, with some players, Mill was a kind of club where. Some players find their theatre and their stage at the Den, and they never really—you can never really get away from it. They try. He went to Norwich and Leeds, never quite, never quite took off. Um, and other players, just um, good players. I'm thinking now the likes of Lewis Graben, for example, yeah. and, and there have been, been others over time. Don't take off at the Den, but do elsewhere. It's, it's a kind of—I um, don't know—it must be searing experience to, to to play your football in front of the mill crowd yeah. and uh, some love it some can't do it um but yeah morrison Mor- morrison uh, he's retired now he's gone into management and um not terribly successfully so far he got sacked at, at cardiff quite <laughs> quite recently <laughs> let's talk about the game that we're promoting listeners need to know that pundit games uh it's a great game it's a trivia like a trivia football trivial pursuit aid now would you describe it mate the the game that we, we're, we're promoting I think I think what it what it definitely is is an opportunity to sort of take a trip down memory lane with stuff that you know you may have dropped dropped out your mind and probably rightfully so for the <laughs> whether it's for good or bad bad reasons. <laughs> but it's 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 a way of you know getting together with mates and talking about times that have been with, through football. Um, yeah, and it, I'd agree with that. Yeah, and then it's a way of just creating an atmosphere of a football game over a board, over some beers and just having a great time. And um, it's quite unique in the, in the fact that every answer is actually a footballer. Um, so away from what the question is, and we've got, you know, our own sort of tone and our own way that we describe the question, you can then take that off how you want to take it and talk about the player itself. Um, yeah. Similar yeah. To with, with Morrison, you know, just then um, we, we see that this question really brings anecdotal, you know, stories or, or sort of, 
good chats and conversations as well as the atmosphere of getting a question right and wrong and scoring and beating another group of lads. Yeah. Um, it's all about the atmosphere. I, I, we, 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 we sort of, it is a board because there is a board game, but it's more of a sort of atmospheric trivia game. We, we like to sort of describe it as. Yeah, I mean, just to describe it for listeners, um, it's, it's laid out as a football pitch. So you're basically answering, is it four or five questions, Aiden, to get to score a goal? But you get four or five yeah. questions right, and then you score a goal. Um, played over 45 minutes, so you've got that kind of football angle. And we've got various categories of questions. So you've got, you know, the, the, it's great to see uh, the EFLs and EFL box of questions. Um, England, England in the 2000s, England in the 1990s, Europe, and all, all sorts of categories. So think about um, Trivial Pursuit, and you've got various categories, and there's easy and hard. And I must say, some of the easy ones are quite hard. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> the guy who, the guy who uh, sort of our author, um, who comes in, he knows his stuff. Um, we were in Germany, <laughs> he was chatting with a, a German guy about a a Danish player who's playing in the German third division. And we were like, what, what is he? You know, he knows his stuff. Um, right. But yeah, we, we want it to be a challenge as well. And, and you know, if you do know your football, you're going to come out on top. I think what you've touched on there as well is the, the categories is sort of cross-generational. It is an opportunity for... Yes, yeah. ...to show that they are, you know, the sun might be a little bit quicker than them now, but, you know, they don't know. They don't know everything they know. Um, no. They ran the game and grandparents. Other, you know, it's, it's, it is cross-generational and... We, we, we're sort of pinning it like that because we, we've noticed that the case um, certainly come up to Christmas, which is which is our goal as well. Yeah, no, it's a great game. I, I, I think you're right because I think there's a 2010s uh, decade, there's a 2000s, uh, 1990s and so on. So, you know, as ever, the, the further back you go, Aidan, you'll find this in your life, mate, the further back you go, the crystal clear, clearer it gets. And the more recent you get, you, the more it becomes a big fuzz. Um, so, and, you know, and as you say, that reaches across the family. It's, it's, a, it's a trivial pursuit game, effectively, um, based on football. And um, I recommend it. I had, a, I had a cracking afternoon playing it the other week. So, as you say, it's, it's, a, it's a great way to pass a family afternoon or mate's afternoon or whatever you're doing at Christmas. There is a discount. This week, It's we've stretched Black Friday all week long, Aidan, haven't we? We've got it all. Yeah, it's a black week, actually. Black week. <laughs> black week. <laughs> Everyone else doesn't. Black Friday doesn't exist anymore. It's it's. Gonna no. be, I think November's going to be Black Month soon. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Black. It's our Black Friday deal, um, which we're knocking twenty pounds off the game this week. Yeah, so that's up to all, all, all week long. Is it up to Friday? Will it run, or it up to the weekend, mate? When when does that? How long does that run for? Yeah, it's, it's live now, and it'll run till the weekend. Um, so you can get Sunday, yeah. you can get twenty quid off of it, listeners, with the code Lions at the checkout. And um, that way, um, your your podcast Akdong Mill will benefit, and of course that means that the Lions Food Hub will benefit because we pass all of our money on to the the Lions Food Hub. I recommend it as a game, like, uh, pundit pundit games. I'd, I'd, I'd look check us out on the on the Instagram, Twitter, our website. Um, we've got plenty of plenty of videos and footage of people playing it. If you want to have a look there, um, yeah. But yeah, any questions, send it over. We're really happy to sort of take feedback and any ideas from anyone. So let us know. So we've got a website here, Pundit Games, P-U-N-D-I-T, punditgames.co.uk. And uh, on Twitter, it's at Pundit Games. And there's a £20 discount all week long. Um, that's that's brilliant. Um, thank you for taking time out of your 
busy schedule, eh? To come on the show and talking a bit of yeah. talking a bit of football, mate. It's great to talk to you again. No, I've really enjoyed it and um happy to come on anytime. I, I think um to, we're really impressed with the podcast. Uh, really keen to work with you. So um love what you're doing with the with the food bank as well. Um with the lovely stuff. Yeah. No, it's it's a great course. Um we're getting back on the politics now, mate. There are too many of those, unfortunately, in our society these days. So anything we can all do to, to help all of the food banks is uh, is all, all to the good. Um, do you follow the championship at all? Do you, do you keep tabs on, on you know, do, do, now that you're the richest club in the world, mate, you, I suppose it's all Barcelona, Real Madrid and, and uh, you know, the, the top table for you now. Do you, do you keep an eye on the championship? It's it's hard not to, you know, where, where I live to look at Borough and Sunderland. Um <laughs> They're next to each other on the table, and obviously, I think Borough's, yeah. you know, I think two now. But yeah. the first game they won was Sunderland. Um, and it is, I do, you know, you miss that. You do miss, you know, when we were chatting. The edge, about- the edge of the local derby. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a thing that is, um, I suppose, Chelsea would say. I don't, I don't know. I mean, Arsenal, Chelsea, all these clubs. Um, West Ham, you know, it, you, you lose that as, as the money dilutes it, I suppose, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it'll be the Northeastern Derby are always the, these are hotbeds. This is a hotbed of football. I mean, again, we come back to Qatar, we're playing a, a World Cup in a place that you know <laughs> doesn't play football naturally, and yet you've got these, you've got these hotbeds of football where you could play a World Cup in the Northeast, Aiden. Yeah, I mean, it'd be great. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I think just on that last uh, Holland game, they said forty-one thousand people in the stadium. It was it was a uh, three quarters full, and they only holds yeah. four thousand people. So that's impossible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think they've been drinking too much Bud Zero at the fan park. <laughs> Even my simple northeastern mind can work that one out. Uh, but, yeah, so I, it is. You do miss, and like the way that the, just the, the chat at work and all the other bits. Just it, it, who cares if you know Man United. Yeah. And, you know, you, you want to beat your local team and, and wind up your mates and wind up your mates' dads and granddads and everyone else. Um, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's it's, it's a huge if, if we were to get promoted via the playoffs, probably, um, if we were to achieve Premier League status. I would love to have like a little CCTV camera on the Premier League's meeting that morning after Millwall. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow have scrambled their way through the playoffs and got past maybe avoid invading the pitch at Wembley and have got into the into the uh into the Premier League. That would be a wonderful thing, don't you think, eh? You look good and I, you know, yeah, I think you may feel a little bit like Newcastle where this World Cup's definitely come at the wrong time. Things were going quite well. Um you've got a game in hand, haven't you? Um, as well, uh, yeah. Well, we, we come back a week early from the, the World Cup break originally, the championship was four weeks. Um, and we're due back originally on, on December the 10th, but they've arranged the the Sunderland away fixture playing at 12 30 at Sunderland on a Saturday, oh, you know, on, on and work with the World Cup on. But anyway, it's been arranged a week early on December the 3rd, so we should return in a, in a couple of weeks' time now. So it's it, it means the break away from uh, Millwall is not that long, but. It, again, all this nonsense that you hear about without football, without fans, football's nothing. I mean, they arrange a Sunderland away on Saturday, twelve thirty. The World Cup on the go, you know. Newcastle was it last game or one before? They moved they moved the Southampton game to two o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah, Newcastle, it's just a joke. Um, 
That's that's, that's the, the way it is. Yeah, that's the price. But I do, I do think that the Premier League would, uh, at least for one season, would be an experience with Mill as part of it. So let's um, let's keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, weirder things have happened, haven't they? So I mean, I wish you all the best, and uh, you never know, I might see you at St James's or wherever. Absolutely, it's mate. I've never oh, yeah. been to St James's Park. It's, it's it's one of the um there's two grounds I've never been to. One is one is Newcastle and the other one is Sunderland Stadium of Light. So um I, I'm hope I doubt I'll get to this one um in in a few weeks' time, but certainly a trip to St James's Park will be on my agenda, mate. Well uh What's the be name great of the, to get up. The Dutch lad that Millwall have got, isn't he isn't he shit hot? You don't want to know about him. You don't need to know about him, Aiden. He's, I've heard this with, your, with your bloody with your bloody money flashing it around. Yeah, yeah. Zian Zian Fleming, he's 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 um he's become an instant star. Um, he's kind of um a player, a kind of player we we've uh, we're not really used to skillful flair midfielders yeah. that can that can can hit unusual angled shots. And yeah. he's he's come in. I mean, a, a record signing. I mean, again, this is another um you know difference between the top table and and a, and a, a, a middle level say uh, championship. I mean, our, our top signing. At one point seven million, so that's the kind of difference in yeah. scale. It's it's incredible now, football, isn't it? But he's he certainly seems to be a find. Um, What's his Amsterdam, but he hates West Ham or something. Uh, Zian Fleming, he, he comes from Amsterdam and he fucking hates West Ham. Song oh. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, the 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 the, uh, the Dean Martin's song. That's Amore. That's Amore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we are, mate. <laughs> Yeah. Aiden, great to talk to you, mate. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, one more shout for Pundit, punditgames.co.uk, £20 discount all week. Get on it. Big thank you, Aiden Brownlee. And um, thank you to you too, dear listeners. We'll be back with another World Cup recording another day. Bye thank for you. now. Bye now. Achtung, Millwall. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.